0: You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Edge, featuring Chagasks' weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast.
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, you're very welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Dairy. Uh, today, I'm joined by Niall Walsh, uh, who's a technologist at UCD Lions Estate. Uh, good morning, Niall, and welcome to our little webinar here. Thanks very good much. Morning, George. Me.
0: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Okay. Now, Niall is a technologist based at the Lions Research Farm, where he is kind of overseer for the whole herd at the Lions Estate. But what we're here to talk to you about this morning, Nile isn't so much the whole herd, but the UC, what we call the UCD Systems Herd, that, that high genetic merit, high yield potential a group of 57 cows that you're running at the farm. So maybe what we do ask is, first of all, give us a kind of a pen picture of the scale of the unit that you're dealing with, or that farmlet, Nile first, please.
0: Yeah, so I suppose we set up the the farmlet in in kind of 2015, 2016, just uh, on the back of the abolition of quotas, um, looking at a kind of, a a, I suppose, a Pedigree Holstein uh, higher output cow, uh, or focusing on a high output grass-based system, um, on a limited land block, so the land block in total is twenty four hectares. Uh, We've seventeen point four three hectares of a milking platform, yeah, and then seven hectares of an out farm that we use exclusively for silage. Okay. Um, so the cows are, are kind of set on that seventeen point four hectares. Um, are yeah. set fifty seven cows, and it's kind of trying to mimic, I suppose, a commercial fifty seven or sixty cow herd kind of thing. Originally, it was set up for. Okay. Now that's three point four cows
1: per hectare on the milking platform and a whole farm stocking rate of a cow to the acre.
0: Right, Yeah, uh, 3.27 we are now, so 17.43. So we're compliant with the the new banding system at the same time. Okay. Maybe tell us a
1: bit, first of all, Niall, about how the herd, before we move on and talk about what your plans are for this coming spring, just tell us about performance of the herd in
0: 2022, just to give people an idea. So I suppose 2022 was, I suppose no more than than everybody else, it was a tough enough year. We're a very dry farm here, which is a a help and a hindrance, a a, a great help, as Joseph was saying, getting cows out early in the spring. Um, But we we suffer very much from drought then in the summertime, so our our grass growth is is less of a curve, more of a flat line in the, the summertime. Um, so we fed a lot of silage in, we had a very wet spring here. So last year we had only about four days of grazing in February altogether. We didn't get out really till March properly. Um, so they were on exclusively pretty much a, a concentrate and, and silage diet. And then over the summer, we had to reintroduce silage as well because grass covers had got kind of, we were really floating towards that 500 cover that Joseph was saying to, to not fall under. Okay. Um so in general the, the forty uh, fifty-seven cows we sold five six two um kilos of milk solids and roughly about seven thousand seven thousand one hundred um liters. kilos of milk or liters of milk okay. um last year. What, now, how, did
1: the, the, how did that's what's a decent enough milking? How did them um, the breeding season go then last year uh, Nile?
0: Uh, we typically have a good, good breeding. Well, I say good breeding season. Um, it is good. Yeah, last year we had a we submitted fifty six of the fifty seven cows. Um, so of those, all in, uh, in, in, in the first three weeks now. Uh, they were all in the first fu- uh, twenty six days. So we held one lady; didn't go to the bull at all um, due to poor order confirmation. Um, so we submitted fifty six in total. Uh, the three week submission rate was eighty seven point five percent. Of that, then our conception to first service was seventy nine percent of those eighty seven percent, and then our six week incalf rate is eighty four percent in the yeah, cows so it's you know, fairly good now there's nothing wrong with those with, that's with conventional semen Isle is it? that's all with conventional semen yeah and 100% AI so we do uh, uh, 6 weeks of Friesian semen and uh, 4 weeks of beef semen then kind of as as mop up but towards okay. the end what about the maiden heifers then how do they get on? the maiden heifers we a 70% conception uh, um, so yeah 76% uh, submission rate in that uh, first 3 weeks which we were disappointed in um, and of mm-hmm. that, only uh, now we had 100% conception uh, in the first three weeks uh, to those, but then overall our, our, our heifer performance wasn't fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say more due, it's it's less about the fertility when the fertility in the cows is quite good um, and more so we keep a tighter eye on them in general. The, the heifers are contract reared um, off uh, outside that 24 hectare platform um the the system is set up for for contract rear and so um but
1: between heifers heifers and cows uh you're planning on an eight-week calving period this year isn't that right
0: yeah so we we found that the typical uh calving interval for us the, the gestation is kind of two seven six so we're slightly shorter in general over the last kind of five years our average has been maybe a week uh, a week shorter than that, two a three days. Yeah. So on the the two a three set, we are we were due to start on the eighth of February, and our last cow would be due on the seventh of April. So nearly eight weeks, bang on to to the day. Um, with our
1: which you started slightly early, twenty sixth, I think it was. Yes,
0: we started on the twenty sixth. Then, so we had our first our first heifer calf yeah. on the twenty sixth, and we have twenty one cows calved, um as of this morning. About forty percent or something, uh, is it? Or yes, yes, yeah. so we're slow. We're slow enough actually to get started. Um, but that was reflected in our um the AI as well. We had a slow first week. Uh, we started in the first week of May, so the third of May this year with the bank holiday falling. Um, so th- that was the Tuesday. Uh, it's quite enough. Uh, first week we'd kind of hope for obviously thirty percent, thirty percent, thirty percent in the thir- yeah. in the three weeks. We only got about 15%, 17 percent in the first week. Yeah, um, and it slowly crept up, and but we got a big glut of them then in the um in Second. the third week. So this week now we have uh, a good jump of them should should be on anyway. Okay,
1: maybe we'll move on now and talk about the the real meat that we came to talk to you about today, which is about the spring grass and managing the lines. Just tell yes. us what are, what's going on and what are the plans for the couple of weeks ahead.
0: Yeah, um so I suppose the more than the lantern preparation is is key. So we started in the autumn. Um, really planning out our our covers and where we were wanting to go, where we wanted to open with. Um, So myself and Anthony, the the research technician on this project, went through it. Um, As I said, we're quite a dry farm, so even our wettest paddocks are fairly accessible. They're not too bad. Um, But we'd kind of earmarked a couple of smaller paddocks closer to the farm that were dry. So we have the cows out since the 7th. Mm. Uh, of February, uh, we'd mm. only maybe seven cows to go at the start. Um, Giving them small breaks, uh, we were lucky enough once. Once we went out, we stayed out, so they've been out since the the after milking on the seventh, and they've been ha- out day and night, full time. full time, yeah, full time, yeah. Which we're very lucky now. The last kind of two days, we've had quite heavy rain, um, so we started. I was back fencing them as we as we went. Uh, just you no, know, we weren't doing any marking, anyways because um, ground conditions have been super. But uh, the last kind of couple of days now, I've been um, back fencing them and spur roading them into those backs of paddocks uh, or the smaller paddocks. Uh, we have some uh, pure tetraploid paddocks uh, with clover mixing them. So mm-hmm. idea mark them to get them out first at lower covers. So kind of going in the covers of eight, eight nine hundred okay. um, that we can get it whipped off. And the, that tetraploid with the high sugar and kind of high palatability get good intakes into the cow's straight away as soon as they get out to catch as soon as they cast out to grass
1: just give us a reminder now joseph was talking there about farm covers in a lot of places around the 700 what's the farm cover at lines at the moment
0: we're actually quite strong we're at 1018 yeah. um we closed at about 650 which should be typical enough for us so our, our um so our winter growth was fairly, fairly steady calm. all right but it was kind of the same, I suppose, a lot. We didn't get too much real heavy frost. We only got a couple of days of heavy frost that kind of knocked it back. Uh, we've seen maybe the heavier covers suffer a little bit with that frost, getting a little bit burnt. Um, but overall, in general, we've, we've a, a good cover and a nice wedge, um, which we'll need now for that. We'll get a big burst of grazing power very quickly. Um, so we need kind of those covers. We'll, we'll fairly mow through them once cows really start to calf or once we get a, a good number going. Niall,
1: did you say just about any
0: fertiliser yet? Uh, we haven't to date. No, we we're actually waiting on um, protective urea to go out. we were just stuck with um, supply, uh, but it's going today or tomorrow, hopefully. Ideally, we'd have it out nearly a week at this stage or more, okay. um, and we'd blanket spread about 28 units across the, the whole farm.
1: Just tell us a bit then, Nile, about a um, kind of... Fresh freshly calved cows, how you manage them when they're when they're calved. We're talking about this yesterday, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. So can no more than the, the grass preparation, we're kind of prep way back at dry-off. So having them on a good a body condition score of kind of two seven five to three. Um that they have that kind of little window to maybe put on a little bit of condition over the, the dry period and not um have any kind of calving issues with over conditions. Um, so we're aiming to kind of calve them down at three to three, two, five. Um, as soon as they calf, then we give them a, two kilos of, of concentrate in the calving pin um, or when they're kind of freshly milked. Well, pretty much straight away. Um, and a feed of silage straight away as soon as they're, uh, as soon as they're kind of up and, and willing to take it. So it gives a nice indication if she's willing to eat it, she's probably not ketotic. Um, yeah. If she's kind of happy enough to take the concentrate and it fills that that 35 or 40 kilo void um, it fills up the room and kind of weighs it down and where we'd hope it would uh, deter from LDAs or any displaced abomasms um, and it just kind of keeps her a bit more content, gets her, her body back in, back in action because it's quite okay. a stressful period, obviously post, um, postpartum.
1: But if she calves say, overnight, she get her feed and her silage. She'll go out the next day to graze, then will she?
0: Yep, she'll go out straight away. So, if she casts at two o'clock in the morning, the night caffer will give her her two kilos and uh, her load of silage, and she'll get milk in the parlor. She'll get two kilos in the morning in the parlor as well, and she goes straight to grass then. Okay, what's the grass allowance there now? What are you planning on? Yeah, Uh, so we've uh, they're allowed 12 kilos of grass once they go to grass. we front, front load a lot of our concentrate, so they're on 1,500 kilos across the, the whole year. But for the first 60 days um, post calving, they're on eight kilos. Mm-hmm. So they build up to the eight kilos over six or seven days. So they'll start on four kilos in uh, day one, so two in the morning, two in the evening, and go up half a kilo each day until they've hit their eight kilos. And then they'll be on four kilos in the morning, four kilos in the evening for the first 60 days. Right, it's a big,
1: but the milk yield of these cows is pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah. Near, so we, where we, would you see service typically being in early March now in terms of
0: milk, milk value? We'll hopefully kind of average about twenty-eight, thirty-two kilos, depending on kind of how many heifers have calved or mature cows. Yeah. Um, but we'll peak r- roughly on average about thirty-six to thirty-eight um litres of milk.
1: Liters of milk
0: yeah. Um, in a good year, we'd we'd peak. Uh, we'd break the three kilos of milk solids at peak. Okay. um but that's it's all kind of peaking high to sustain high in in all the systems i've worked in it's the same if if they don't peak high they can't you know they can't claw it back really
1: yeah and I'll look the weather has been fairly fairly good a little bit sticky now maybe the last couple of days you're going okay throughout full time what will happen if you get a wet week or a wet three or four days
0: what do you do then uh, we'll have to house, I suppose, if uh, th- we're usually, even though we're a very dry farm, uh, anyone that's been here, we have the hill kind of just over our shadow, and yeah. that kind of gives us a bit of a microclimate. In that, even when we get good rain, it's not too bad because the land is dry, but yeah. we get a wicked bad cold or a very cold wind comes across there, um, and we're quite an exposed platform. Um, so, it's more to do with shelter for the cows rather than that they're kind of happy enough to graze away in the rain sometimes uh, once it's not torrential, but we'll house them. If we do get a wet week, uh, we'll house them and try and do on off grazing to the best of our ability. Anyways, um, three hours post milking uh, morning and evening to get out for that six hour allocation. If we can, uh, if, if kind of weather allows, Uh, that's where it kind of gets complicated where we have to really start getting inventive with spur roads and creative with the, the paddocks. I know. So far, so good. Anyway, it's been a it's a good good season for Lions. so
1: oh, Touch wood, yeah. Any if if our audience has any questions um, for for uh, Niall at this stage, we'll just take a few. And if we don't, we're going to wrap it fairly soon. Um, I was one one last question I have here now. What 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 do you do with a very thin cow in in the spring? You get one or two, maybe that are not great. Yeah,
0: we will. We've had, we've had a couple of twins now this year um, that they'll be fairly kind of shook after Calvin. So. Uh, we typically give them once a day. Um, so those those kind of cows that are thin postpartum or post calving or yeah. are thin coming into calving, um, they they'd be fairly, fairly um on target for milk fever and yeah. ketosis. So you give them a keckstone, especially for twins, yeah. uh, keckstone bolus you get from your vet, um, making sure they have plenty of calcium and then once a day milking would be our kind of solid recommendation and by once a day milking it's only milking them once a day but still bringing them into the parlor and feeding them twice a day so sometimes we get that uh, the confusion that farmers are leaving them in the paddock to conserve energy for that second milking but they need yeah. that con- that extra concentrate so bring them in and just not milking them even for the first six weeks uh giving them that once a day shouldn't affect milk yields over the year and beyond six weeks you might start impacting the the overall milk yield but the first six weeks they'll, they'll bounce back fairly quickly and you won't see any kind of long-lasting impact on it okay okay and that's very good
1: okay guys we've no um we've no uh, no questions in there from our participants in the meeting um, I'm I'm I've uh, I'm happy with what you've covered there, and I think it was, uh, it's given us a good insight into where you're going. I was just the last thing that we didn't cover maybe was so the plans are to graze roughly a third in
0: February, a third in the first half of March, March, and then and the then. the remaining kind of forty percent then up until about the sixth, sixth to the eighth of April be our start of our second round. Um, but will, will uh, you we'll, have to
1: supplement with with silage if you're giving them allowance of 12 kilos of grass at some stage will you kind of get a bit tight for grass
0: uh, we hopefully shouldn't the allocation will actually lift as they as they go further on so we'll, we'll actually have an allocation of 15 kilos and the eight kilos um, as we kind of get into peak to get energy into them uh, hopefully we have a growth rate of about six. If now, if we sure, it all depends on the weather. If we get very wet weather, or if we get uh, caught at any stage, we will supplement with silage. But ideally, we'll we'll live in a wing in a prayer, and hopefully they'll they'll do on the, the grass, or we'll have enough grass growing um, continuously for them.
1: Okay, that's great. Thanks very much, Niall. Um Look at ladies and gentlemen. On your behalf, I'll thank our two uh, speakers today. First, Joseph, who's Back complaining about your grazing too much now in some places. I'm disgusted with that, Joseph. Look at are doing great, right? <laughs> uh, and secondly, Nile, there for giving us kind of a, a good update on where they are at Nile, uh, at the UCD lines, on that systems herd and what the plans are for the months ahead. Thanks very much, guys. And look at safe farming for the coming week. We'll talk to you all again next week.
0: That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.